Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. I've been hearing a lot from parents who are concerned about their kids. They're noticing that their kids are checking out, are numb, don't want to be or are afraid of being with others, are having dark or suicidal thoughts, are depressed, are addicted to their devices, reclusive, and don't feel like they want to participate in life or in this world. So this episode is to address some of these issues so you can understand what's happening. And most importantly, the group frequency calibration or GFC at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. It will help them to start to feel more grounded, safe, and at ease in their bodies and in life. If your kid or kids are into frequency work and want to actively listen, that's great. If they're not, you can play it in the background, barely audible, and they'll still benefit. And if you listen to it along with them, that's excellent too. So let's get started. So Karen, this is an interesting title. I'm wondering what made you want to talk about kids these days and, and what is up with them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. Good way to start. Yeah. yeah. So um, the reason we're addressing this is because we've been getting a lot of emails from parents or when I speak to people on sessions, etc., that are concerned about their kids. And there's a number of things going on with kids right now that I feel uh, need to be addressed. And I also, the main part of, of this whole um, podcast is really the GFC at the end, right? That's really the most important part that we've discussed before. And I wanted to have something for kids so they could play and um, feel better by listening to it. So yes. what's going on with kids? So the first is that parents are writing in saying that their kids are becoming very addicted to their devices. It's really hard to get them off the devices, especially when the pandemic hit and they were forced to go onto online schooling, especially younger kids. It became really hard for them and they started to become much more addicted to their um, digital media because it was also the platform on which they learned. Okay, so mm -hmm. digital media addiction is uh, a huge deal right now um, for parents. Uh, I'm hearing from more parents um, like concerns that their children are having like uh, suicidal thoughts or dark thoughts. Um, they are numbing out. They don't feel like they belong here or they don't like what they want to know what their purpose is. They don't feel like a joyfulness in their life. Um, they are like checking out or getting depressed. So that's happening a lot. ADD. Yeah, ADD is if happening. You want to label like, it like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of like um, stuff happening with kids right now in a time that's already unstable. So imagine you're an adult and this is an unstable time. Your kids are actually feeling all of it and they're feeling you. So they're feeling a lot. There's a lot going on for kids right now. A lot of them are very sensitive. In particular, if your children or your child, depending on what you have, um, is sensitive or is a, what I call a new consciousness kid. They are having a really hard, hard time right now, especially if the parents aren't um, understanding what's happening. Do you see what I'm saying? Because new consciousness kids are kids that are being that are usually I haven't 
I've only met one that's 17. Usually it's like 15 or less, 17 or less in age, okay, okay typically. Uh, they are children who um, like look like regular kids, but they're really beings of a higher level order, meaning they're coming from higher resonating consciousness planes. And because consciousness is high enough, they can actually come into the density now and embody to help humanity, mm. okay, in however they are going to express that, okay? So it doesn't mean they're going to necessarily be healers or whatever. It just means that the resonance they are is much higher. So their being embodied at this time buoys the resonance of the collective. That in itself helps. It helps they tremendously. They don't have to do something no. specific. No, just they don't, being them. Exactly. Helps. They don't need to save anything. They don't need to do okay. anything particular. Just their resonance existing in embodiment helps the collective. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I call a new consciousness kid. And you'll, you'll notice them. Typically, if you're the parent of one, you'll know because they seem wiser. They have, uh, like they're sensitive in ways that isn't like typical of a child, they'll, um, some of them have abilities, they can do certain things, um, that's not required at all, yeah. but, um, or they can sense other things around them or that type of thing, yeah. right? Or they'll just seem a lot wiser than mm -hmm. they should be mm -hmm. for that child. You're like, whoa, why is this kid having this conversation? I mean, they're like, you know, eight or whatever it is, but they're holding their own in a conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the same vocabulary that you are, but they pace with you right. in terms of certain concepts or um, things that they are aware of. Yeah, so. and you can see it, especially in relation to um, other kids their age. Again, yes. it's not a better than thing. No. It's just like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You're on a different level. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And so um, those kids, when they have parents who aren't as aware, um, it's harder for them because they don't have context for what's happening. Um, also kids who have like um, a very hard time being aware of their identity or their bodies having a really hard time right now because they're aware of the collective. And a lot of times, because they don't have a strong sense of who they are or their boundary of their spirit body, they'll often feel like things are pushing into them, like they're getting pushed out of their bodies a lot. So they'll try to escape into something. Mm. You know, some of them will escape into music. Some of them will escape into art. Some of them will escape online, which is not great. Um, some of them, unfortunately, as they get older, will escape into drugs because they don't, it doesn't feel good to them. It, it doesn't feel at all good. And so they're trying to like manage it and no one's telling them really what's happening. They're like a problem child, right? And they kind of get moved around a lot because they can't seem to deal very well with other people or, you know, it's not that they're angry. They're just like, they somehow just don't mesh as well with other folks. And so mm -hmm. um, parents start moving them around. They don't know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what's happening for these children is they're not in their bodies. They don't know how to hold their space and they're not in time. Mm. As soon as you bring a child like that back into their body and start anchoring them there, they start to flourish. They just don't know how to get there on their own. Like okay. most people don't, you know? Right. So it can be very scary for them. Now, okay, I know you have some personal examples mm -hmm. of, of how you maybe have helped some kids. Yeah, yeah. totally. So I worked with this um, uh young man, actually, he's, uh, I think he was probably just turned, uh, he was 14 turning 15. And his aunt actually is a client of mine. And he was feeling depressed, disassociated. He actually had, um, he was doing some kind of something and he fell off, he, uh, fell off a railing and hit his head because he kind of had left his body. Like he wasn't, he was disassociating uh, from his body. That's another thing too, just a side like, note, like yeah. a lot of falls. Or yeah, a lot of falls. Yeah, or like, yeah, or like smashing into stuff. Yeah, like, um, cause, like, cause you're not aware of your body. You're not aware, okay. Yeah, so you'll like smack into things and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so he fell and he hit his head 
which made it worse because he didn't want to associate with his body because it was painful. So it, was, it just exacerbated it. And then he was getting depressed and he couldn't be around people. And so with this particular young man, um, I think I saw him, uh, we worked together maybe anywhere somewhere, I don't remember actually, it's somewhere between six and eight times or something like this. Um, and uh, he really was not in his body and he was really out of time. And so as a result, he was very depressed withdrawn, he was um, getting more negative, starting to have dark thoughts, like, why am I here? I don't want to be with anybody. Like, I don't see the point, you know, all that kind of languaging, which for a parent is very, very alarming, right? And so, um, like, he just became uninterested in the things that he used to find pleasurable, mm. he just like checked out, you know? Yeah. Okay, so with this young man, um, I worked with him um, over a period of about a year and a half. Um, and we did different things, like bringing him back into his body, back into time, like reducing his sensitivity to the collective, right? Because he feels a lot of the collective. So I was like, okay, you really can't, you have to stop feeling them so much because it's throwing you off and it pushes him into a time distortion, right? And it just causes all this um, feeling not great. So we've worked on strengthening him, strengthening his boundaries, making his spirit body stronger, all that sort of stuff. And what was really cool is that his aunt just sent us um, this uh, video of uh, their graduating class. Like, he, he's a sophomore, I think. And they, at the end for the graduation, as a class, like, sang the song that they shared online. And there were some kids who did a solo. Mm -hmm. And this kid was one of the kids who did the solo. And when he sang, it was just like he was standing on a hilltop and he, he had the really inspired idea to do like a drone shot, right? So it was like so super epic. He's like standing on this hill and the drones like going like that, right? So it's like amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Spectacular. But what was even more spectacular than the scenery was his heart field. It was huge, right? And I actually started to, I'm getting a little emotional now, yeah. but like just like, whoo, huge heart field. And I thought, man, this kid has come, like he's flourishing now. You know, he's so throbbing, like he's not afraid to be the magnificence of who he is, like the authenticity. And is he going to stumble and be a kid? Of course. But he's like not afraid to just like be in his heart center and just like radiate that. And what's amazing is that, of course, people who come into his field are going to be uplifted by him, irrespective of what he does. And like, who knows what his life is going to look like. But it only took such a short period of time for him to shift. You know, mm -hmm. and this other little girl I worked on, um, she uh, had her mom is a client, and this little girl lives in New Zealand. She's I think uh, eleven or nine, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, I didn't know. And so the reason her mom made a session um, with her with me was because she had uh, been at a friend's house and she went running into a glass door. She thought the door was open, but it wasn't. Oh, so she like yeah. like she broke the door oh. with her, her head. And oh, uh, yeah, so it was very scary. Yeah. She blacked out, lost consciousness, et cetera. Oh. And then in the, and then she kept injuring herself. So she was in a bus accident, um, a bus, a bus, a, a school bus. And something happened and she like smashed her head, the same side of the head into like a window and all that sort of thing. So it's the same side of the head over and over. And I was like, and oh, her mother was, her, yeah, and her mother's like, this is a pattern. Yeah. So she created a session for me with this, this young woman who was starting to, again, disassociate from the body, right? Came out of time, yeah. disassociate with the body, like repeating in pain, not feeling good at all, not wanting to socialize, like all this, because things don't feel good. Yeah. Took one session, like pull her back into the body, take away all the distortion stuff, like all the patterning from her mother and trauma and blah, blah, blah all this stuff. And no, she, does she need to understand everything that's happening? No. 
But by the end, she came out and she's like, wow. Um, she said to her mother, like, mommy, I feel so much better, mm. right? Because they change really fast, mm. right? So the thing about, especially with kids right now on their devices, man, it is so hard. Let me just explain something to you as a parent. The flicker frequency of devices is meant to entrance and addict. That is the point of them. So when you look at them, you want to keep looking at them. As adults, we know this, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, can you binge watch for a long period of time? Sure. Or I mean, even okay. just go to a place where there's a TV. You didn't even know there was a TV. You don't even want to watch TV. And, and you're like watching it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, scary. it's scary. Yeah, yeah. we turn into like little zombies. Yeah. So in any case, it's the same for kids. And um, especially with kids, they don't, when they start to watch a device, from my perspective, they start to disassociate with their body even more. So they come right out of space and time and they kind of merge into the world of the device, okay, which is a constructed world, okay? It's not real, it's an alternate, like a kind of alternate reality, but not really, it's constructed. Some mm -hmm. of those realities that some of these kids are exploring are predatory, okay? And I'm saying this to parents because I want you to be aware, I'm not trying to scare you, and I'm trying to scare you a little bit, yeah. you know, because it's what's out there. Yeah. So I want you to be aware of what's there. Some of them are meant to hook your children in, okay, to keep them there and, um, and energetically take from them, all right? So I'm not talking about, there's all these different things that are happening with cyberbullying and all this kind of creepy stuff on, mm -hmm. online. So there's all those physical 3D world stuff, but also there's like this weird like um, siphoning from um, kids and stuff like that when they're watching and like they're Like even in, just a cartoon movie Yeah, or something. or something. It pulls them into weird realities mm -hmm. and dark stuff can happen. Okay. So... I'm telling you this because it's, I know it's hard to limit your children on your devices, on their devices, right? Because they want to watch it. It's fun for them. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of times kids are socializing on it, right? So, um, for example, what, there's a, there's a, you know, they'll play games or whatever on Teams. Like yeah, that's yeah, how they, yeah. it's that's how they interactive. Yeah. And so that's how they socialize together. Yeah. So that's fine because it's interactive. But when the kids start doing it by themselves and sort of like addictively, now we have kind of a problem. Yeah. And it's um, really important especially because now they're being, well, we're shifting a little bit now, we're coming back into schools, but because they're online so much, it's really important to be mindful of how much time they're on that device and to limit it. Now, I know most parents are gonna roll their eyes at me because they're like, do you know how hard it is for me to get them off the device? They don't want to, I have to fight them. Yeah. Yes, you will have to fight them and you have the authority, yeah. okay? To like, hold, you're gonna hold your space and your frequency resonance and they're not gonna watch it. Because the thing is, you're gonna have a lot more problems than just your kid fighting you, like being on that device, because it becomes this really addictive cycle. It can get really dark. It can, they can be influenced in ways that's not good. They can yeah. be preyed on. It's just, it's not good. I have a really good example of that. It's yeah. um, someone we know, mm -hmm. their son, mm -hmm. um, who's, he's 13 now, but mm -hmm. I guess at the time, 12 mm -hmm. or 11, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago. Um, he's one of the new consciousness kids mm -hmm. and he, has very special abilities. Mm -hmm. And his mother was noticing he was on the video games a lot mm -hmm. and was starting to not do his chores and like just kind of spiral down, mm -hmm. like maybe talking back even, which he would never do. Mm -hmm. Like just kind of being way out of his body, a lot more clumsy than mm -hmm. he usually is. Mm -hmm. All these negative things. And she was like, that's it, done. You're never like she kind of went really hard. Oh like, yeah. You're like you're never playing them again until you're like ever. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Like we're yeah. selling the thing. It's over. Yeah. Until you can make your own decisions That's... when you're 18. You know? Yeah. And instead, you know, he got into archery more and mm -hmm. jujitsu and 
now like, wow, really great kid thriving yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I saw it firsthand. I was like, whoa, who is this kid? kid. When yeah. he was doing the video game thing, he was just a different person. person. Yeah. yeah, it's really weird. It is an addiction. Yeah. Just like when someone's doing drugs, they turn into a different person. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's just, that's what happens. So it's really important. Um, and I know it takes a strong parent to yeah. be like, that's it. Um, and so, so you're saying you don't have to go that far. far. It could be maybe every Sunday morning as a family we watch one movie. Yeah, whatever. Like, whatever. That's okay. You're saying. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Little so just bit, to, li to limit it. Limit you know, limit it. it balance. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so, like a, a really good friend of ours, she's very aware of her kids, and she's like, okay, so playing with friends. All right, you have this much amount of time on the Xbox. That's your time. You are now done. Yeah. Get off. Even yeah. if they, oh, yeah. one more. No. Now is off. Your time is done. Yeah. And they really hardline it with them. Nice. And so it's really important. And then when the kids are finished playing, she'll do something where she'll like um, she'll have an activity that's outside. She'll be like, okay, we're going for a walk now. All, everyone, whole family, out. Nice. Right? Nice. So she's balancing it with yeah. something else. Good. And she's asserting her authority yes. as the higher frequency. Um, and so at first, she's it's funny, because they'll fight her a little bit with the walk. They're like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, OK, it's always like that. And then like by the time like, we're in like five minutes, they're having a great time. Oh, of course. And as they got older, like a little bit like, you know, but then they, you know, they realize, OK, yeah, no, I actually do enjoy it. So um, I know it can be challenging. And it's like the thing is, and I, I'm sure this is not going to make you, me popular, you are not your child's friend. You are their parent. And so as a parent, you are responsible to guide them. You are not, you're not there to be popular. You're there to guide them. Mm -hmm. And so they are, part of your job is for them to like push against you, yes. to like find the boundary of who they are. And so if you never set a boundary, they just kind of flail because it's like they don't have anything against which to press, mm -hmm. right? They're just like kind of like, you know what I mean? It's kind mm -hmm. of this weird power dynamic. Yeah. So by pushing against you, I'm sure as a parent, it's very difficult because you're like, okay, I feel like I'm not, you know, my kid doesn't like me right now. That probably doesn't feel great. And at the same time, it's important because then they learn, okay, wait, I have respect for this other person. They're setting a boundary for me. Okay, I may not like it, but I get it, yeah. you know, at some point. There is a respect that comes, isn't yeah. there? And it's important because when then you do things that are important, like mm -hmm. take away the whatever device at this time, they're following you, right? Or if you say, okay, the, and it's not like you're just taking it away out of oppression. You're like, the reason we're doing this is because of this, yeah. right? So you're explaining it. I'm not saying being like a harsh parent who's like mindless and not explaining things to your children. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not about a lot of parents. I think I'm, when I watch people want to be their kid's friend. I'm like, you can be, like, that will happen, like, when they're 27 or 32. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when they're yeah. eight. Yeah. It's not about, because a lot of parents will, like, stretch and bend and, like, really kind of cave to their kids because they want to be liked. I'm like, you're not serving your kid. And that's kind of their own distortion pattern, yeah. right, of not stepping Doing into it. your power, people-pleasing. Yeah. yeah. So work, the parent really to work on themselves. It's true. And then too. it takes more energy to lead. Yeah. Right? It's like people with pets. You know, dogs, when, the, like, the dog is looking for an alpha. Because right? yes. that's in a pack. That's what a healthy pack is. A healthy pack, there's an alpha. And the pack follows the alpha. That's just what the pack does. If there's no alpha, the dog goes a little bit crazy. It's kind of the same in a human pack. You know what I mean? We have different levels of frequency authority. Your children are learning from you. Mm -hmm. What are you teaching them? You know? And it's like if you don't have enough you know, strength and self-respect for self, it's hard for them to learn that. Right. You know? Because like, they're looking at you. So um, anyway, this, what's happening now for kids is um, they're not grounded, they don't have a sense of time, they're feeling disassociated, not heard, like they wanna check out. So a lot of um, 
Uh, that's what I'm hearing. And so just for you parents to know, really important to get your kids into their bodies. So what does that mean? You have them do activities outside. You give them chores, right? Where they actually complete something. They do something and then they complete, right? Okay, okay so, the, right? so they have a beginning and an end. So things that ground them, right? Mm. So like that they can do and they can see like a progression of like from this to this, I completed that. Um, and then again, to um, when they listen to the GFC at the end, it would help them come into time and into their bodies. You can play it for them in the background, even though they're like, what is this? You can just play it in the background. Nice. You know, okay. They'll start to get used to it and they'll start to like it. Some of them like it right away, mm -hmm. actually. Some of them ask to listen to it more. They mm -hmm. actually want to listen to more of it yeah. because it helps them feel grounded in their bodies, yeah. right? More empowered. And so um, that's the purpose of this. And um, I feel like it's needed right now because kids are really having a hard time because think about what's happening in the collective, right? We as adults are struggling with it. There's so much fear. There's so much chaos. There's so much blaming. There's so much like, like, um, like hate almost. Ugliness. Ugliness. Like this is what they're feeling, right? It's kind of gross. Yeah. So especially with the new consciousness kids who are coming from a higher resonating order and they're dropping into this, they're like, oh, <sighs> gross, you know? So the more that you understand why what's happening is happening and you can get them centered and grounded, mm -hmm. the better they will feel. Great. Okay, even if you aren't popular at the beginning. Yeah. 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 And the, again, like you were saying, they'll respect you more and then learn to, I'm sure, love you and be your best friend a little bit later. Later. Yeah. Yeah. That comes later. <laughs> Do the work now. Oh. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, what a great, the, this GFC at the end, what a great um, tool versus the typical, you know, shoving down their throat, the medicine. You know, like yeah. I'm thinking of someone I know whose daughter is, she's only like six. And she, as a five element person, I mm -hmm. see her element. She's a water. So mm -hmm. water, just in short, like people and kids, um, there's this juxtaposition between stillness and movement. Mm -hmm. So if, if waters are kind of moving on the outside, mm -hmm. that's because they're still on the inside. Mm -hmm. If they're still on the outside, they're agitated. They're on the agitated. Yeah. So she's kind of fidgety, fidgety. And, and, fid and they're like oh she has ADD and I'm like no 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 she's a water no <laughs> and right. then now she's on meds and it's oh. like oh no okay you know yeah. what I mean it's like the more you understand your child and just just wait a minute like do things like this yes, yeah you know and just listen to them I don't know yeah kind of and um like I said like you know it's really hard for humans to be still I know as adults we've learned to be sedentary but kids, like, they have a lot of energy. They need to, they need to move, yeah. you know? They need yeah. to, like, get out there and, like, run around and be maniacs. I yeah. mean, that's the whole point, right, yeah. of being a child. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not saying not be mindful of your kids, but, you know, they need to, like, burn it off yeah. um, in some way. And so I think it's really important to not um, underestimate the power of, like, a physical activity and however you choose and whatever the child wants to. Now, some parents are having trouble getting their kids to want to engage because they, they're they so addicted to their devices, they don't want to move yeah. and they don't want to go outside. They don't want to interact with anyone. They just want to re be reclusive and watch watch the thing, you yeah. know, or play on the thing. So this is a hard road, yeah. right? So at, at some point you, you have, as a parent, I imagine that you're going to have to make a choice, which is probably not that comfortable about how much do you want your child to be addicted to this thing? How much 
uh, can you exert your influence so that they try at least try something different or put them in a situation where they can be exposed to something else and perhaps start to find something that they like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that line, you know, because some people are like, well, I don't want to oppress my kid. I'm not suggesting you oppress your child. And as a parent, you're meant to lead. So it's to bring them into situations and expose them to things that might interest them. So it's funny, you know, um, um, this friend of mine who has uh, two young boys, um, I think they're like 15 and 12 now or something, or probably, I'm probably getting their ages totally wrong. Um, <laughs> somewhere, around <laughs> somewhere around there. You know, she's still leading and they all love each other, you know? So they have a really lovely, close dynamic and she's aware they're the teenage boys, they're going through their stuff. You know, so she leads when she leads and then she lets them have the space to like have their own authority as they get older. Yeah. So it wasn't the same when they were 10 as when they're now 15, sure. obviously. But, you know, she's giving them space and respecting them. And also where she's like, OK, this is why we're doing this. But she always explains, you know what I mean? She doesn't just like throw down the law, so to speak. Yeah. She's explaining, OK, like, do you understand this is why this is happening? Do you understand the consequences of what you're doing? It, it so, might take more time take, and, and more energy, more energy but... Yeah. It's way better. In the oh, world. totally. So, yeah. one more question: the GFC at the end, you you were saying you can play in the background. Yep. Should they? Should the kid listen to it the first time, not in the background, or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. It's kind of hard to get a kid. It's to yeah, sit. yeah. It's kind of hard to get them to sit. So, yeah. I would say just play it in the background. Okay. Because they will adapt faster than adults anyway. Yeah. So just play it in the background. And they, much- yeah, and maybe they don't have to sit there and listen to every word, but as long as the frequency... It's around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's around them. And you can... um, There are some who will play it when the kid's sleeping, okay, just because they're available. (laughs) There you go. They're there. They're laying there, there, so might as well. And actually, I've noticed that when kids listen to the GFCs at night, um, they are, when they wake up, they feel a lot more grounded and calm Mm. and centered. So yep. that is really helpful. Yep. So, and I know that you've noticed this with your own daughter. Yep. I'm yeah. just going to mention like, um, you know, we we're talking about 12, 15, whatever, but my daughter's one, one and a half almost. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing it for her since she was a baby. So. Yeah. And she falls asleep and sleeps oh, yeah. really well it's, with it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So any age kid. Yeah. It'll work for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. And then also um, what I'll note, what I've noticed is that, like I said, some kids will request it. You know, they'll want to listen more. And some kids are like, meh, not so much. But they don't resist it. They don't mind it, but they don't, like, want it either. So it's not about forcing them. It's just a tool to help them sort of feel better about themselves. Mm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for offering this. Yeah. Very valuable. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. 
That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for what is going on with kids these days. So because this is in part community service, this will be a full length uh, group frequency calibration. Okay, this is um, our gift from Spherical Luminosity to you. So I recommend that you play this at volume for yourself. Um, you can play it at volume for the kids if that's too disruptive for them. Or you can play it at a barely audible volume um, when they're sleeping or when they're around and not necessarily paying attention. It will help them uh, even if they're not actively doing it. If they're old enough and want to actively do it, that is fantastic. Okay. Bringing your attention to your body. And as you bring your attention to your body, bringing your attention, please, to the soles of your feet. Noticing all the details in the soles of your feet, including all the pores of the skin, where the skin is hard and where it's not. the space between your toe pads and the ball of your foot. Just noticing the soles of your feet. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now please become aware of your back body from the top of your crown to about your butt. So you're going to notice the back of your head, back of your neck. For those of you more experienced, noticing more details like, you know, the little fine hairs that come out of the pores of your skin on the nape of your neck. Noticing your back body, the backs of your arms, and then down to the back of your waist, and then your butt. Noticing if there's tension in this part of the body. It's actually quite a big part of the body. So noticing with some specificity where there may be holding or tension. 
noticing the texture of whatever this part of your body is touching. Good. Now notice your belly button. When you're ready, please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it at first, without changing it, just notice how it is in this moment. When you're ready, allowing your breath to deepen. To become much more spacious. Noticing how deep into your body your breath can drop. And noticing whether at whatever depth your breath can go, if your breath can become spherical. So noticing it expanding and contracting not only in one direction. So for example, if you just notice your breath expanding in front of you, notice if you can be aware of it front, back, to the sides, and up and down. Very good. Mm -hmm. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Becoming aware of the textures against your skin. So that would be either clothing and or whatever fabric of the furniture that you're touching, or perhaps the texture of the floor covering underneath your feet. And expanding that also to the feeling of the air against your skin. There's so many textures of things that brush against our skin. 
So noticing with greater detail all of these different textures that your skin picks up on that we don't really pay a lot of attention to. Good. And when you're ready, blinking your eyes open and noticing the quality of the light. Mm -hmm. And now with your eyes still open, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, you're going to do this with your eyes open. If you're more experienced and prefer to do this with eyes closed, go ahead and do that. So becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. So this is what triangulation is. Okay. What those objects are is not important. What you are going to notice is the distance between each object and you, and then you're going to feel that distance. So for example, if the chair is about four and a half feet away from you, you're going to notice the distance between the chair and you. And then you're going to feel that distance. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to do this for objects B and C. And what will happen is that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space will clarify, sharpen, and come into more focus. So for those of you with more experience who are faster at this, once you're finished triangulating, you're going to bring your attention to the inside of your lower ribs. Breathing normally when you arrive here. Good. Yep. And now, let's all of us take a nice deep breath together. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you're already and have completed that breath, exhaling and releasing the air out of your lungs at the speed and intensity that you prefer then holding your lungs out also for a count of five. Now you may be noticing in the background little pops and spurts of sound, and we currently have fireworks going on, so just noticing that. 
noticing if that's distracting to you or if you can use that as like a something to push against to deepen your sense of where you are and of your surroundings. So now let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. So as we wait, so what we're waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. So just breathing normally while we wait for that to happen. And for those of you who are new, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, it's not that I've gone anywhere. It's simply that if I'm working with really high frequencies, to make physical noise only drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. I also will make noise, so you may hear me hum or yawn or exhale sharply. And that's just how I release uh, what is often stickier or heavier distortion patterns, not always, but often. And also, if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely yours. So I invite you to remain open and to explore further. Good. Now that the mastermind has coalesced, let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? For those of you who are new, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, Imagining or becoming aware of a brilliance at its very center that you either see or feel. And this brilliance intensifies because you have your attention on it. And as it gets brighter and brighter, it expands outwards in all directions through all of your cells. 
through your organs. Your bones, out through your flesh and your muscles, and now radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Very good. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance. This is one of the most important things we do together. The higher your frequency resonance, the more stable you become, the more momentum you have the more distortion you can release, and the faster you integrate. And bringing your attention now, please, to the center point of your solar plexus. So we're going to pull all of you into the zero point of space and time. Okay, this will help um, whoever's listening to this, either a child or adult, to feel more grounded and centered and stable, more in their body and less anxious. Okay. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you're good. Yeah. So now become aware of that sphere body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. And become aware of yourself, your physical body in the very center of this sphere. Or, or imagine it. Okay, so part of the challenge is we have spirit bodies that are too um, porous, okay? So we have kids who are sensitive, who are picking up on a lot of uh, distortion from uh, parents, teachers, friends, friends, parents, the collective, and they don't know how to deal with it. It's overwhelming for some of them. So helping... First of all, to clear out some of this distortion they can't clear on their own, okay? This negative emotion, the heaviness, the polarization, okay? Including your fear, your concern, your worry for them. Which is normal, however, they're internalizing it. Much better. Good. So what we're going to do now is become aware of the space on the inside of the body. Okay, so you're just going to imagine, like from your throat, all the way down through the center of your body, all the way to your groin. He says whole space. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is the... Um, well, it's a lineage pattern for some of you. For some of you, it's a uh, lineage pattern plus a cultural pattern. And for some of you, it's lineage, culture, and religion, where you have to take on the distortion or the uh, negativity of others, okay? Because that's what you do if you're being a good boy or girl, right? So let's release this. Okay, or that you have to allow other things into your space. Okay, whether it's um, these distortion patterns or other beings, okay, or um, negative thought forms coming through different kinds of media, or the flicker frequency of devices. Okay. This is a big one. 
Just keep your attention on that space. in the center of the body. It's almost like you're tracing the inside edge of your skin, okay? So that whole space and the inside edge of your skin all the way around through the trunk of the body. You're paying attention to that space in between. Mm -hmm. Good. So bringing your attention, please, between the heart space all the way up to the um, under part of your chin. So just underneath your chin. So this is a power dynamic that's um, not working, okay? So um, for parents listening to this, all right, you're the parent, you are guiding. You can be friends with your children when they are older. Right now, they need you to lead not through control, but they need you to assert authority energetically, okay? In the sense that um, that there are parameters and rules set by you that they can rely on or know that are there, okay? This is much less about being liked and much more about creating structure where they feel safe. Because a lot of these kids are not grounded in their, or centered in their bodies because they don't feel safe. So part of the opportunity for you as a parent is to create that safety, which is more important than whether or not they like you. So releasing this power dynamic, okay, where the kid becomes the alpha, the parent. I'm not suggesting you uh, control or oppress your children. I'm suggesting that you lead them. 
camp. And within this power dynamic, there has been loss of respect. Okay. So helping to repair this, basically. Now, there is a subgroup of you who have this, okay? So, meaning, in the sense that you are leading your kids, they respect you, they love you, they like you, they feel safe, okay? For this much smaller subgroup, okay, we're enhancing, okay, the trust that they have in you and their entrainment to you, meaning the more that you clarify, the more it provides them the opportunity or the possibility to know how to do this themselves. Okay? It's actually very important. They're learning all the time. Really nice. Yeah. Becoming aware of your heart space in the center of your chest. So just for a little bit here. Helping to strengthen sense of self. Okay, from a higher order, not from ego mind sense of who they truly are and who you truly are. Good. Yeah. There we go. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. That sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So if you trace the length of your sternum to its base, Right at the bottom, it goes from bone to flesh, and that little fleshy point, when you press on it, is a little bit tender. That is your xiphoid process. Being aware of that space, and about three inches just beneath it towards the belly button, or seven centimeters. And right now we're just going to clear out your pain bodies.
body, meaning you and your child or children, because your pain body has a memory, remembers you before the frequency work was done. So clearing it out and resetting it helps you to integrate much faster. This only takes a couple of seconds, but it makes things a lot easier. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.